want to show you this little video clip too and it poses the question what would the world be like without teachers <laughs> that's what you're gonna ask her too um that's a hard question well without teachers what would the world be like without teachers um chaos sad because I won't learn anything. The younger generation wouldn't have anyone to look up to, to learn from. Walk around ignorant. I mean, we could keep the teachers, but just no homework. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Everybody would be called cuckoo and we wouldn't know anything. I think that is the scariest thought that anyone could ever have. I think it would be craziness, just because I feel like teachers are, besides our parents, the first people we meet who like shape who we become. I haven't always been like the best student throughout my whole life. I was always in trouble. I had suffered three Fs, and I realized like, oh, whoa, I need to fix that, you know? Fourth grade was over, I'm here fifth grade, we graduate, sixth grade, hey, Ms. Gonzalez, how you doing? And then she's like, oh yeah, I heard these are your grades, what's going on in that science class? Like, she was like totally just keeping up, and I just felt like, whoa, like something's different about that. Gave me, gave me the, the time of day, mostly. It was, very, uh, we, it was very engaged in stuff that I was doing. Even though I was in detention, I was still uh, learning. And she, she, she was the one teacher who really saw a lot in me to, to make me feel like I wasn't, I wasn't the kid that other teachers were saying. And there was a point where I said, okay, I'm gonna fail my French class because I haven't been there. So I haven't done any homework. I'm just gonna drop out before I fail. And then she specifically came to me and said, no, I'm going to work out a deal with you so that if you stay, you won't fail. We did, um, didn't do good school. She would chew you out, but she would always give you a chance to make it up. You know what I mean? She would never put you low standard and just leave you there. You know, and that's one thing I like about teachers. You know, they, you know, they, they, they won't leave you behind. You know, and when I, got, when I got accepted into colleges, the first thing I thought is like, I better go. And I better go and tell her, I'm going to be like, guess what? I got into Penn State, I got into UC, I got into all these colleges. Actually inspired me to pursue political science. She's basically the one that taught me to just keep trying. I can accomplish more than I probably think I can. I really, I felt it, like, she didn't have to do that. But it made the difference. You see, I'm getting emotional. Because, <laughs> like, she's great, you know? <laughs> give, me a, give me a minute. <laughs> I wouldn't be here without her, you know? And I'd like to thank her so much for that. Thanks, Mr. Victor, you know? Hope you see this, and I hope you know that you mean a lot to me, you know, you're really, you're really important, and yeah. What was your teacher's name again? Mr. Marable. It's Mr. Elmore. Shout out, Mr. Benedetto. Ms. Harris. Her name was Casey Crocker. She just exhibited like such a raw passion for teaching. It made me want to teach, like, I want to do that for people, like that's, that's a beautiful thing, so yeah. So what a question, huh? What would the world be like without teachers? And um, we've been so blessed in our life. I do love that one kid's comment, well, just no homework. <laughs> teachers, fine, no homework. Um, but what an interesting question to pose, and here's the point.
You know, when we do, when we do chapel here in our school, and it's fantastic because when we do chapel, it's, it's at least this full when we put the school together in here. And we begin, it's neat because the kids say it together. And this is what's fun because when we do the, in the name of the Father and the Son, we have lots of people at this service in particular who say it with, a, with whoever's leading. It's very cool. Because when we do it in school, those of you that know this because you go to school here, say it with me, okay? In the name of God the Father who created us, in the name of God the Son who came to earth to save us, in the name of God the Holy Spirit who works faith in us. I love that, that our kids say that, because that last one, in the name of the Holy Spirit who teaches us. That's really what that's saying. In the name of the Holy Spirit who teaches us. That's what Jesus has said that the Advocate will do, that the Holy Spirit will do. He won't make up anything on his own. He will only say the things that I give him, and he will only speak of me. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks of Jesus. He is the one who teaches us of Jesus Christ. And so let's change the question a little bit. So teachers, I hope you all heard that as the way I'm trying to love on you guys because I just admire and love our teachers. And I have been blessed by teachers all my life. And so a world without teachers to me just seems a horror because the equivalent spiritually is a world without the Holy Spirit is a world without the Holy Spirit. How would we know anything? How would we know anything about Jesus? How would we know anything about the things which God has done for us, the promises which He has kept, and those things which are not built on reason or intellect or balance sheets, but are in fact built on the unconditional love of God in Christ Jesus? We would not know. And so God has sent us a teacher, a teacher who works faith in our hearts. So that's what I want to honor today as we honor our teachers, we honor that there is the Holy Spirit who is the teacher of all teachers. And so the thing which, as just two points today, so don't settle in too hard. It's going to be over before you know it. I know that stuns you, but we got a lot to do here today. And here's point number one. And in, in, as we look at the first number, you know, there is a very offensive old cliche out there, and I'm telling you it's offensive. I'm going to tell it to you. Because I find, it, um, I find it so degrading and so belittling. Have you heard people use this statement about teachers? Well, those who can do and those who can't teach. That is offensive. Because to be honest, in my experience, some of the people who can do it the best are the teachers who share their passion for that which they do and which they know. But let me say it this way. Let me put it in a spiritual context. Those who can, do. Jesus could. Jesus could pay for our sin. Jesus could love us without conditions. Jesus could not allow death nor the devil to defeat him. And so Jesus on the cross accomplished that which no one else could do. And the Holy Spirit loves to teach us about it. The Holy Spirit is passionate about teaching us about what Jesus Christ did. So how about this? Those who can do. And how about those who love to see others succeed? Those who inspire others. Those who model for others. Those who love to put tools in people's hands and equip them. How about those folks teach? Let's let them teach so that they can inspire us 
to see that which others have done and which they themselves are now challenged to follow in those footsteps. And so that's the Holy Spirit's task. The Holy Spirit's task was not to die for the sin of the world. Jesus did that. And the Holy Spirit teaches us of it. The Holy Spirit is passionate about it, longs to do it. Why? Point number one, because without the Holy Spirit, we cannot believe. It does not add up. It does not equal at the bottom. Jerry Brooks said, I got nine pennies. I got nine pennies. I'm going to add one to the penny to this. That gives you how many? I give it ten, right? And she doesn't believe him. I'm going to give you a dime. Here's a dime. Did you catch the word meteorologist? That, was, that cracked me up. I didn't know that they said it that way in Kentucky. But anyway, um, so, you know, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up that there is a God who, while we were in rebellion, while we had no idea of coming to him, while, Paul says, while we were dead in our trespasses and sin, Jesus himself says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Paul says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And as Tammy read for us in 1 Corinthians 2, the person without the Spirit of God cannot understand the, the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. It makes no sense. It doesn't add up that anyone would love you like that. And so the Holy Spirit teaches us of it constantly, over and over and over. So thank God we do not have a world without teachers nor a world without the Holy Spirit. We have a Holy Spirit living and active and constantly calling us to faith. Point number two, quickly here. So, you know, often we ask questions like, who is your favorite teacher? And you can probably ratchet that in your mind. Who is your favorite teacher and why? And I remember a favorite teacher of mine in college. His name was Sid Johnson. He was, taught me English. We took a Shakespeare class. Shakespeare is, is great because you're constantly asking, what did he mean by that? And he would never answer. He would never answer. He would always say, well, what do you think? And he'd ask, what do you think? And he constantly, he would keep hurting us and pointing us to a certain, he was my drama coach too. And I would say, okay, Mr. Johnson, how do you want me to do this? He said, I don't know. You figure it out. And we constantly, he would never answer the question, but constantly pointed me to the place where the answer was. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the answer. The Holy Spirit points us to he who is the answer, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you another one. So when I think about this, who my favorite teacher was, when I was in seminary, so I had taught for seven years, and then I felt led to go back to become a pastor. So I go back to seminary. So I had been teaching in Lutheran high schools in Japan and in Seattle for seven years. So I had done this for a while, and I had taught religion, theology, so I go to seminary, and I go through most of the first year, and I get more than halfway through the year, and a friend comes up to me and says, so how's your experience been? And I go, man, I'm so frustrated. I got like five glasses, and all these people ever talk about is this one phrase, we are saved by grace, through faith, for Christ's sake alone. That's all they ever say. They say it over and over and over and over. They never talk about anything else. And as soon as that came out of my mouth, I thought, oh, Lord, forgive me. Because you know what, and that it is the truth. In every class, systematics, history, pastoral theology, it did not matter. That was what they talked about in first year, in first year. Because our seminary believed that if you got that right, you could get, you could get the other things right, or at least close. You know, if you get that right, we're saved by grace, through faith, for Christ's sake alone. 
And so that was a great teacher for me. Why? And you know, it was funny because in the moment I thought, well, I'm smarter than this. Can we get to the meaty stuff? Can we get to the important stuff? Every once in a while I get that from people too. I say, Pastor, you talk about such simple things all the time. You know, and I go, well, if you get that one right, all the rest of the stuff is really meaty. All the other stuff makes a great meal when we get this one right. But if you don't get this one right, we get nothing right. And that's the Holy Spirit. He is a one-note Charlie. And I love the illustration Pastor Von Bush gave last week with the, mat, with the uh, mass choir, or what is it called, flash mom? Flash mom, one voice, and then other voices keep joining in. Because the Holy Spirit is like that. Every singer has a single note to sing. And the note is always Jesus Christ. But when you put all those notes together from people who have come broken and healed, restored, children, adults, people who have lived with Christ their whole life, People have gone through hell and now have seen the glories of heaven. And you put all those notes together, those single notes, one after the other, it creates a symphony of Jesus Christ in which the only note which is sung is a note that praises Jesus. That's our privilege. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And that's what he teaches about. With the Holy Spirit, he speaks always and only of Jesus Christ. And that is our joy as well in this place, in our school, in this church, and in our community. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we rejoice in the outpouring of your Spirit, that you empower us by your Spirit. You know, without the Holy Spirit, we would be, we would be powerless. We would be just doing whatever anybody else does. But with the Holy Spirit, we have the promise and the presence of Jesus Christ. And that changes everything. For people who have lost sons, to people who have celebrated great victories, it reminds us that all things, Lord, come from your good and gracious hand, and only you can both comfort and celebrate us, and celebrate in a way that looks only and always at Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, continue to pour out your Spirit in this school, in this church, and through us into our community, that all might know the glories and love of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Thanks for listening to Grace on the Go. You can email us at podcast at gracebooktello.org. Have a blessed day.